Welcome to the Back Row Fantasy Show with your hosts, Jeremy Barker, Aaron Arms, and Brian Hux. Welcome to the Back Row Fantasy Show. We're going to do an all-live show and release it as a podcast. If you have anything to talk about football-wise or current events, I mean, we can talk about anything as long as it's peaceful and loving. And, you know, I, as as a podcaster, as just a guy, not a massive following on the show, but I feel like we've got a pretty solid following that I appreciate. I appreciate the, the intimacy of this podcast's fans who really show their support for us. So it's not all about being Joe Rogan big. It's just about bringing people together, having something in common, and and meeting good, wholesome people. So feel free to call in. Numbers on the screen. Numbers on the podcast, which it'll be too late if you're listening after the fact. But, hey, we are live streaming. And (laughs) we just had a really fun phone call that just happened. Apparently, I hit a button on the mixer, and no audio was going to the live stream. But we had a commissioner uh, for our last call-in, which I appreciate, who has so far, through like 10 or 12 rounds, drafted all white players. If that doesn't fit the narrative for uh, what's going on this week, I don't know what's I don't know what does. So it's probably just a coincidence. I, again, I don't think anyone playing fantasy football is going to draft nothing but white guys and, and think that that is uh, going to win them a championship. I'm not sure what reasoning you would have. Not a good idea to even be a football fan if you're a white supremacist, really. It, it just doesn't seem to go hand in hand. So if you want to call in and have anything to talk about, have at it. We're on the Back Row Fantasy Show. No arms this week, no hucks. Next call in, I'm waiting. Look forward to talking to somebody. But back to the NFL releasing statements. Like I am, I got to admit, I am one of those guys that has a little bit of a hard time reading all these statements from companies about supporting this and supporting that. And like, it, it is, it is a nice gesture in some cases, but when you're the NFL and basically blackballed Colin Kaepernick, it's not a nice gesture to me. It, it It's not, I would almost have preferred the NFL just not made a statement. How about the NFL gets every single one of their top hundred stars at minimum and, and they all get together in a remote location as part of the NFL Players Association and make a statement. I don't really want to hear a statement from the act. From, I don't want to hear a statement from Goodell. I don't know the guy. I don't know if he's a bad guy, a good guy. I don't know. I don't know what kind of politics play into the NFL. I don't know what kind of money plays into those politics in the NFL. I can't pretend to know all the analytics that go into the decisions they make. But they made a terrible decision in not supporting Colin Kaepernick's actions enough. So if you want to disagree with that, feel free to call in and disagree with that. That's up to you. But football land is very barren right now. Not only are we not talking about football because of current events, there really just is nothing going on in football. There's talks of how we are going to see games in full stadiums. There's a minimal free agent talk. Logan Ryan is still out there on the free agent wire. That's a guy that I really would like to see play for my Miami Dolphins, even though we drafted a cornerback and signed another in free agency. You could never have too many. So 
Logan Ryan. Who's going to sign Logan Ryan? He's still out there. So Cam Newton's still out there. There's there's a lot of guys out there not getting any traction, any anything talked about, and, and they're just out there, just waiting. That's the state of the NFL right now. There's just nothing going on. We do have Antonio Brown news. Uh, he was practicing with somebody. God, remind me who that was. Was it Lamar Jackson? I don't remember. That happened a while back ago, but some folks are now believing that Antonio Brown might actually get back into the league. I am not a big fan of that myself just because of the allegations, but again, uh, I, I'm not speaking about his allegations being fact until until he's proven guilty. They are just allegations, but the man has clearly lost a little bit of... Uh, I, I don't want to be mean. He's lost it a little bit. He's just simply lost it. So, all right. Let's let's go ahead and take a look through the league and see if there is any news. We'll just find this news live right now. Like I said, not much going on. Uh, Raheem Mostert in San Francisco are talking about getting an extension done uh, to keep Raheem Mostert in San Francisco. I'm telling you, Raheem Mostert is probably going to be the guy for San Francisco. Tevin Coleman will get mixed in plenty, but Mostert is seemingly going to be the guy. Uh, Boston Scott, Philadelphia Eagles, uh, the athletic uh, Zach Berman suggests that he will be competing. He'll be competing for more of a, he'll be competing for more of an offensive role. Competing for more of an offensive role. I don't know about that. I, I, I don't, I don't know if Boston Scott will actually be competing for more of a role. I think they've got things pretty well set in Philadelphia. And while Boston Scott has had moments that he looked good, this is just typical off-season fodder, in my opinion. Uh, a lot of folks saw that Henry Ruggs was on crutches uh, after injuring his thigh while moving furniture. Been there, Henry. I have totally been there. I've injured myself multiple times moving furniture. Used to be a, uh, a rental guy. Used to deliver furniture that was being rented to places. And, and I, I have some long-standing injuries from all that. that. That stuff is no joke. So we wish Henry Ruggs a full speedy recovery from what is likely a thigh bruise. Hopefully he is uh, gets back on the field when everyone else gets back on the field, which might be 2021. Who freaking knows? Everything's just wild and crazy right now. So uh, Marlon Maxson news. Apparently Frank Reich said there's definitely inherent respect for the starter returning when it comes to Marlon Mack. Uh, this is a non-news story. Jonathan Taylor is at least going to be the 50-50 guy. He's like, yeah, I, I get Marlon Mack will probably have some respect thrown his way and get every chance to continue building upon what he has done in Indianapolis. But when you draft a guy like Jonathan Taylor, you're not exactly looking at making the incumbent the bell cow. So uh, Redskins coach Ron Rivera recently compared Terry McLaurin to DJ Moore. That's kind of interesting because DJ Moore took kind of the is kind of on the same trajectory as Terry McLaurin. So McLaurin with the targets that DJ Moore got in his second year could skyrocket into superstardom. Who knows? We don't know. Terry McLaurin looks good to me. Uh, but the article I'm currently reading does say that Scott Turner has previously done a great job of manufacturing touches to players he wants to get the ball to. So if Terry McLaurin is that player that he wants to get the ball to, 
that's going to be pretty exciting because Terry McLaurin, definitely the most exciting offensive weapon on that team at the moment. Still have a lot of love for Darius Geis, but I don't think he's going to be the most exciting player on that offense. He's probably going to be the most exciting player in the injury tent, unfortunately. Hopefully I'm wrong. So if you've got anything you want to talk about, feel free to call in 740-395-1323. Like I said, current events, football, whatever. But I do want to take this time and opportunity just to say, just just to voice it, because a lot of folks are just afraid to voice some things. I 1,000%, that's my new thing. I've been saying 1,000% for some reason. I 1,000% stand with the black community. I 1,000% stand with the peaceful protesters. And I am not against the non-peaceful protesters that are that are burning. I don't condone it, but you can't pretend to know how some people feel. Uh, have you ever been mad enough to where you hit something, maybe punched a wall, maybe pulled a full Kyle with a monster in your left hand and your fist through drywall on the right hand? Like you, sometimes you do crazy things when you're angry and there is an absolute metric ton of reasons for a lot of people to be angry right now. So just be careful. Don't be quick to judge what you see on social media as far as uh, uh, the more rowdy versions of the protesting. It's great to see the peaceful protesting. It really is. It's great to see in some areas that the police are standing with the community I just hope it's genuine. That, that's all I can say there. I hope that in those situations, it's genuine. If so, maybe we can finally get somewhere. Maybe we can finally get somewhere to, to just end this whole situation. And, and by end, I don't mean completely because whether we are hopeful or not, it, the possibility of it just ending 100% is slim to none. But we have to make improvements. We have to start improving now. And then maybe someday, maybe someday we'll be at that 100% improvement mark as far as equality and where we all stand together. So, again, call in if you have any thoughts, as long as they're peaceful. Some stuff I can't put up with, but as long as you're not calling in just to start a, a uh, an argument, I think we'll be okay. So, there we go. Let's uh, let's go ahead and take a look at some of the other things going on in the league, which are probably next to nothing. I'm, I'm grasping at straws here, hoping for some call-ins, to be honest. And that's okay. This doesn't need to be a show with polish. This doesn't have to be one of the episodes that are polished, smooth, and everything just works out beautifully. I literally am on here because I want to talk to some of you. I want to hear what some of you have to say, whether it be about fantasy football or whether it be about the state of the country currently, I would like to speak with you. So if you are listening, if you are watching, and you do have a minute to call, again, I don't care if it has something to do with something non-related to football, non-related to current events. If you just want to tell me about how much you're enjoying this beautiful weather, you go right ahead. Call in and tell me about the beautiful weather. So Jake Butt of the Denver Broncos is back to 100% health. I don't know if that's ever happened, maybe at Michigan, but the fact of the matter is Noah Fant is there now. I'd be highly surprised if Jake Butt gets any kind of opportunity with the Broncos. 
That being said, I was pretty high on Jake Butt when he came into the league. So if he does land in a spot where there is an opening for some tight end snaps, by all means, let's see what Jake Butt can do. All right. Mm, scrolling through. This is the bad part about the offseason. DeAndre Hopkins does think that he will post better numbers in Arizona. Now, if you're listening to the podcast, you heard our first call in and our first call in was discussing a trade regarding Odell Beckham. And I don't remember the other guys, but basically it was a Beckham and Kenyon Drake for Rojo and DeAndre Hopkins kind of situation. Maybe a second was coming another way. New Mexico. Hello. New Mexico. New Hello. Mexico. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, man. Who am I who am I speaking with? This is Troy, DFF boy. Nice. How What's up, Troy? I'm doing good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I probably won't have service for very long, but I did want to call in and, and, and just mention I just published my latest episode of Drafting Late and we actually talked about Eric of uh, football diehards about the Redskins and he's still a believer in guys, so I'm not the only truther left out there, and, and guys are still going in the sixth round. So he's still a pretty expensive guy for as injury prone as he is. And like I told Bob last night, I'm normally very anti um, injury. He's injury agnostic. I'm just the opposite. I try to, you know, I only have one chair with this because you know I don't know how many leagues when I got in my late in a second, I just couldn't, I couldn't pass on it. But I don't like guys that are hurt a lot. I don't like the John Rosses, the Lavishes, and the Chanels. Normally the Darius Geisers, but maybe it's just that I spent so much on him early on that I'm just so in on him now. But um, he, he, Bob also likes Terry McLaurin, like you were saying, McLaurin, I always say it wrong. Um, he, uh, he does like him for this year again. So, uh, But we did a deep dive on the Redskins, so if anybody needs more information on the Redskins, we have a, a deep dive that just went up over at Drafting Lake. So Absolutely. And not only is it just a good podcast, Troy is a good dude, so go check that out. And I, you know, I love Geis when he's on the field. I, I think he's like kind of a throwback almost, a very violent, you know, yet patient runner. Like if he could stay healthy, he's going to be an absolute stud. It's just I'm with you. I kind of stay away from the non-healthy because in fantasy football, risk factors are, are just major. I got OBJ cheap several years ago, and then he went on those two runs where he was hurt at the end of the season, and, and it cost me championships. And that's the thing is, you know, um, availability is the greatest ability. And I'm a big believer in that when it comes to fantasy football. If you've got guys that are out like 13 through 16, what are you doing? I mean, you can't, if you can't play them, you can't win. So right. I just, it, it's something to keep saying, but man, it, he, guys kind of cracked the joke on himself and said, you know, I'm the best uh, practice. I'm the best practice squad player ever because he's never really shown it. But he he gets it. He knows it. And I mean, if the guy's uh, the guy's pretty you know pretty honest with what he does. So hopefully this will be the year that he gets healthy. But they've got like seven running backs there right now. So it'll be interesting to see how many of those guys make the team and yeah. how many of them become anything. He still thinks he has the stuff and he him and uh, Frank Gore found the fountain of youth. So right. It's, uh, <laughs> Now, before I possibly lose you, because I've noticed a couple little tiny breakups, did you guys talk much about Antonio Gibson and what was your thoughts on him? We did, and he liked him. Bob liked him. I liked him. Um, the biggest fear with Antonio Gibson 
is that he's going to be one of those guys that doesn't get enough time to get integrated, um, and uh, and uh, and doesn't get enough time to get integrated, and then can't can't be everything that he can be. So he may be a buy for late in the season for a good rebuilding team or a team that has an extra spot. And hang on to them come next year when they have a full off. So we would expect that they'll have a full off season to get these guys fully integrated. But the biggest thing that I took away from the conversation is I've, I've been really high on Kyle Allen. He's pretty much free, even in super flex league. He should be on every single team because there is a chance that he takes that job at oh, quarterback yeah. because he knows the very system. I, I, I agree that there's a chance. Now, I'm not high on him myself, but I do think if you're a team that is lacking a potential second option with upside. I, I'm not going to say it's not there with Kyle Allen. It's there. So I don't disagree. But check out the pod for more on the Redskins and uh, keep doing these calling shows. This is kind of neat. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. It's always good talking to you. We all chat a little bit offline. I'm glad you called in to chat with me real quick. And it helps what I'm trying to do today, just, just to have people call in. I don't really have a specific show thank you troy we'll see you don't really have a specific show lined up just wanted to come on and talk about current events and what little football we actually have so troy from the deep dive thank you and let's uh hopefully we get another caller here shortly that way i don't have to keep scrambling for news because <laughs> there is none but yeah they're the toughest team to me to deep dive on and to even talk fantasy football is the Redskins. That that's the toughest team to talk about in my opinion, because Haskins isn't a fantasy asset quite yet. Darius Geis has been threatening, but it hasn't happened. Uh, Jordan Reed too injured to become one Geis too injured to become one uh, wide receiver was basically laughable with Paul Richardson, and I don't even what Pierre Garcon did okay there. But it's been a while since any Washington Redskins were very desirable in fantasy. Now, Terry McLaurin had a pretty good year, but I don't even know if I would would, would you call him desirable in fantasy? It's, it's real close, because I'm high on him, but I think a lot of others are a little down on any Redskin, including Terry McLaurin. Because it's the Redskins, and there's not a lot going on there. But listen, it's going to be an improved team. 100% it's going to be improved. Does that mean two or three extra wins? More than likely, it's not going to be anything crazy. But the potential's there for a crazy turnaround, too. I love Antonio Gibson myself, but I do agree with Troy that he probably will not get the opportunity to step into fantasy stardom anytime soon. Year two, maybe, if those running backs keep getting hurt in Washington. Antonio Gibson is a great name to keep an eye on. But until things shake out, Antonio Gibson is yet just a rookie. So, waiting on the next call-in. Still scrolling through the news. Uh, this has been a handful of days back. But Coach John Harbaugh said he envisions roles for all four of his running backs. All four, meaning Mark Ingram, J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, Justice Hill. I don't think that's going to be possible. I, I don't think that's going to be possible with guys like Ingram and J.K. Dobbins there. Gus Edwards has always got a little bit of run, but him and Justice Hill, I think, are going to have a hard time finding snaps with Mark Ingram and J.K. Dobbins there. But it's coach speak. It's that time of the season. 
He's just trying to pump them all up, create some competition, and hope that he has four really good running backs to rely on in 2020. Let's take a little break to talk about our sponsor, betonline.ag. There is no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partner, betonline.ag. As you all know, NASCAR is back, and BetOnline has hundreds of games, events, and sports to still get in on. You can bet on simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC, or even participate in a $10,000 Madden Bracket Challenge, a March Madness-style NFL simulation tournament that you can enter for free. And coming up next Sunday, BetOnline has ex-Chicago Bulls Ron Harper Horace Grant, Bill Cartwright, I loved Bill Cartwright, and Craig Hodges joining them to discuss the Michael Jordan documentary on what they are calling the final dance. Visit the website or use your mobile device and join today to receive your new welcome bonus and check out all the action. Bet online, your online wagering solution. All right. Again, I'm also going to pump up the back row network. It is a little adventure I've decided to embark on where I'm trying, not easily, trying to get 32 NFL podcasts out there and bring in hosts. Florida, who do I got? That's Rob. What's going on, man? What's up, Rob? I was just talking about the the network and the 32 teams that we're striving to, to get out there, and Rob does the back row Steelers show which seems like you're having a ton of fun with right now i'm having a blast man just put episode eight out last night it's just fun to be able to talk about your own team there are times when we come into the studio to record the back row fantasy show and i'm like man i kind of want to talk about the dolphins instead of uh nothingness that's going on in the league but any any instant thoughts you came on for a reason i hope I did come on for a reason. I was Ooh. calling to see if you got a Scott Fishbowl invite. Here's the story. I Okay. <laughs> so, for the past two and a half years of doing the podcast, I did not know, because I never put the time into researching, that you had to apply. I did oh, not really? know you had to apply for the Scott Fishbowl. So, <laughs> so, for the last two years, I did nothing. And then... I wondered, like, huh, I wonder if I'll ever get one of those Scott Fishbowl invites. And I'd never have. And then a week ago, which I found out months ago you had to go on and, and apply. And I just, mm-hmm. I'm just really busy. So I just applied roughly a week ago. And no, I have not gotten an invite. And yes, it will be just fine if I don't. If I do, I'll be glad to contribute to what he's doing over there. And if not, that's on me for, for waiting really late to apply. I know it's like such a super cool cause. I'm waiting on mine too. Yep. Uh, just kind of, I'm trying to decide if it's unethical for me to also apply as a fan because I I applied with the Backrow Steelers Gmail account, and so that's for the podcast. Right. Well, I don't know if it's unethical to you know, you know I don't so think I just put I, one in there as a fan. Like, does that just increase my odds, or does he look at it and be like, this guy applied twice? What a jerk. I don't think it would be unethical. I mean, in my opinion, it shows that you really want to contribute to the cause. But that being said, I've seen some some fun uh, Twitter accounts in the fantasy and sports community like Bronco Becca. I don't know who all follows her, 
but I, I like that girl. She's a big Broncos fan. And uh, mm-hmm. she, she got in there, and I kind of see her as a little bit of a contributor slash fan. So I imagine she applied as a fan. I, I would imagine, Rob, I, I think you've been involved with commenting on enough podcasts and, and mingling with enough analysts and then becoming a podcaster yourself. Like, I would probably rest on it. I would just rest on it, hope I got in, and if not, try again next year. Because I may not get in either. We may have to start the back row I don't want to call it bowl. We got to come up with a good name. We'll uh, we'll just contribute the, the, back, the back row the back row release bowl. The back yeah, the back row release bowl. Yeah, so may, maybe we can raise money on our own and then throw it Scott Fish's way if we don't get in. Who knows? But uh, what I, I like that idea. I think it'd be awesome to do, especially with having all the other podcasts that we're doing in the back row network. Yeah, yeah. So so, so maybe okay. it becomes a network thing. Maybe we we all just contribute like come together and then make a donation from the back row network if if we don't all get in which i think some of those guys are in i'm not 100 percent. i do but, too yeah i think some of them are yeah uh, i'm just waiting on mine maybe we could do a uh, a brill number two and make it a, a charity league man i am uh i will fully admit that i am probably stretched about as thin as i could be on listener <laughs> leagues and other things that i'm working on but i'll do whatever it takes to support the scott fishbowl hopefully i get in i've never got in now we did this redraft thing you remember when we we did our little mock draft thing we're like hey we should just make this a league i still got to get that set up but yes i absolutely remember that so so what if we just put it out there like hey if anybody wants to donate feel free and then we can talk towards scott fishbowl or something i i like that idea anything we can do to to help i i say we do it I like it. I like it a lot. But I do hope we get in. It would be fun to get in. Hopefully we get our email within uh, minutes of each other, assuming we may get in. I did see that he added a uh, little bar chart on the application page that shows that 75% of the invites had been sent, and I think 15% of that was fans. So we still got a good chance. Well, he has a fans bar, too. Yeah, the fans bar. Wasn't the fans bar like... I think the o- bar is pretty low. Yeah. The, the overall overall bar was seventy five, and then the fans bar was fifteen, and the other the podcaster one was like you know sixty or something. But hopefully right. we're in that twenty five percent that comes up. So. Man, my fingers are crossed. I really want to get in there. I've actually applied the last two years, so I try to get in Scott Fishbowl eight and nine. Yeah. Well, and that was with my my fan email thing. I didn't really have a whole podcast thing going or anything at the time. I was just kind of getting my Twitter off the ground and yeah, doing whatever I could to kind of forcefully insert myself into the community. But he, he definitely lets plenty of fans in. So yeah, I, I, I imagine it's really hard to, to pick it. it it's gotta be a tough job with him. And I think yeah. right, Ryan McDowell and him both. Right. Yeah. And then you got to look at it and I think there's shoot, man, they're almost like 9,000 applicants. So Sifting through that, I can't imagine being like a very pleasant thing to try to accomplish. Right. Figure out who you want to invite, who you don't want to, right? And maybe you said something off-putting to him or something. I don't know. Who knows? Because it gives you an opportunity when you apply to leave a comment in there. Right. So, I don't know. Yeah. It's uh, the only comment I had was I'd love to help out. I I don't know if I was supposed to write an essay or not, but I definitely definitely didn't do that. <laughs> it happens. Well, I, yeah, I don't know. I think it's 
it, it'd be quite an honor, and I'd be, I'm looking forward to the email. So, Scott Fish, if you're listening to this ever, hit us up, man. Hit us up, Scott. Yeah, every time I every time I get an email, I get kind of excited, and then I oh, look. Oh, me too. And it's, it's the uh, worst. Yeah, and it's like, eBay, do you still want to bid on this microphone? And I'm like, damn it. No, I want into Scott Fishbowl. I know. So, like, for me on my phone, I have the Backer of Steelers email account also on my phone. So, if I get an email, I'm hoping it's from that one and not from my personal account. Right. And it's always my personal account, and I'm just really depressed because Chewy wants me to add cat food to my order or something. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's always something I don't want. I know one of these times I, I hope if I do get the invite that, uh, it's not titled anything to do with Scott fishbowl. I hope it says like you won this item on eBay and I open it and it's like, just kidding. This is your invite for the Scott fishbowl. Oh, well, there you go. That sounds like a plan. We'll see. I like it. <laughs> Before, so. Any, any thoughts you have anything to add on just the current state of what is going on? Do you live in an area where this is, uh, directly affecting your way of life or is it not directly um so i do live kind of close to fredericksburg virginia and i have some students that live out there i'm an instructor uh in the navy for people that don't know but i have some of my instructors that also live in fredericksburg Mm -hmm. and they're kind of fearful of moving around and stuff now granted they are in uniform so they're probably less likely to be harassed if they're trying to come to work or go home from work but like that's kind of the direct issues that we're having in fredericksburg virginia is actually it was pretty bad last night so I, i'm just hoping that my guys stay safe and everything out there yeah uh it's, it's really unfortunate i mean some ladies window got smashed in like by a guy and like her baby was right there with the window just breaking in the baby's face like come on yeah, there's there's definitely there's definitely more peaceful ways to do it, uh, and I, and I definitely do not condone any kind of vandalism or damage. But but at the same time, I also I would, like to I add don't know the fact what it accomplishes. that I don't either. But the the only thing I like to add with that is just I don't I don't know what it would feel like to be that angry, and that's not an excuse. That, that's not an right. excuse and for I, anyone. You, know, you, you, you said that earlier on the podcast. Like I was, I was listening to you, and I was like. Well, that makes sense. Like I've never been in any way shoes, right? Had issues like that, so I don't know how I would feel about it. Yeah, I don't either. And now, maybe that's the right emotion. Yeah, right. And I, I don't think that, and I, I'm going to say it, but a lot of the people out there that are doing a lot of the bad things are white people that are angry. I guess for the black people. I've said it multiple and I can, times. I can respect that, but at the same time, like there's a respectful way to do things. Um, you don't need to go out and vandalize people who have nothing to do with the cause or you're, yeah. you're ruining people's lives just for the sake of you're angry. I, I like, honestly think most of the vandalism and most of that stuff happening, like I'm sure there's some really angry people doing it that are just really hurt and don't know how else to process their emotions. But I, I think a lot of it is people taking advantage of the situation, which is actually just a detriment to the movement. It's a detriment to the protesting. There's just, there's people out there like, is. Hey man, they're going nuts down here, even though we don't give a shit. Let's go break some windows and steal some stuff and burn some stuff down because now's the time if we're ever going to do it. And there's just, you know, don't, it would be naive to think everyone out there protesting is a good person trying to support their fellow humans. They're, they're more likely a lot of shitbags out there 
just making everyone else look bad trying to get some free crap, which makes me really right. mad. Right, right, right. And uh, so I, we're kind of in a unique position here. I get a whole bunch of first succession sailors. Like, these guys are like fresh out of boot camp coming through schools. So I got a lot of young men in my schoolhouse, young men and women that are out there, and they're just, they're like, they don't know what to make of it. Right. Trying to make heads and tails of what to expect and what to think. Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do for my community, what I'm not supposed to do, what am I allowed to do. And, you know, we just, we've been having like very real conversations and stuff in the schoolhouse with them. It's been great. Yeah. So it's, it's awesome. Um, but it also adds a lot of perspective because we have all sort of, uh, race diversity and stuff in, in the service. So it's, it's pretty unique. Right. And, and I, I think the perspective from these people who have had hardships and issues and stuff, and some of that's why they're in the service because they wanted to be somewhere where they could be accepted equally. Yeah, uh, and we've had conversations about that, and it's pretty unique, and, and it's been eye-opening. But uh, almost every single one of them said, like, there's way better ways that anybody could go about it, and rioting, and looting places, and destruction of property, and defacing monuments and stuff like that. That's just very anti-cause. So, I, I, from from that perspective, I, I'm I'm a little heartbroken. At, the direction the country's going right now yeah yeah it's until we see some long-standing permanent results from anything we're, we're going to stay heartbroken so absolutely but yeah yeah sombering so. for sure i i my small mm-hmm. town we i was proud of my small town for holding a protest it I mean, small town, really small. So there was roughly 40 to 75 at, at certain times. It stayed peaceful, and it, it was it was good. I, I think it was great of the community to do it. But sadly, the community I live in, uh, I, I literally witnessed people laughing at them. So not to their faces because they're that those kind of people behind the back mm-hmm. kind of people that live in, in some rural areas, but saw them watching. Yeah. I'm in a, I'm in a pretty rural area too. So I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So. so I got to witness a bunch of people laughing at them yesterday while watching them on live stream. And I'm like, this is the problem, man. I mean, you just, you, you automatically just think that they're silly and stupid. And, and that's actually what makes you silly and stupid. So absolutely. hundred percent. Sad, man. And, uh, it's 2020. And, uh, what? So, so your 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 friend and previous teacher Wayne. Uh oh. We 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 had a we had a little bit of a back and forth conversation on Facebook, but I think it was uh, for the most part a fairly intelligent conversation. Yeah, I I agree. I didn't read all of it uh, because I I had to step away from it for a little bit. That's that's usually what I do on social media. It started I, getting deep. I'm it sure it did. Deep. I'm sure it did. Mm-hmm. But uh, as long as you know. If two people can take points from those debates slash arguments, I look at them more as debates, but as long as people can take a little something from them on each side, then it's okay to get a little hated. Yeah, and it's educational and productive. Right, right. And and I mean, everybody wants to just speak, and I guess I will hand social media one thing. Like, you can't just talk over someone on there. There's going to be a back and forth, so... At least people right. get to go back and forth with each other, and maybe they learn something they didn't know before, or 
or maybe they simply learn that the problem's still very real, depending on who's arguing with you. But <laughs> absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, I, I enjoy a good debate back and forth. So it's always good, and I, I tend to keep my cool for the most part, and yeah, uh, just try to learn something from it. And but I think that again, that, that, that falls back on what we're seeing with the protests. People aren't learning anything from it, right? And that, that's that's what that's what ultimately leads to the the violence and everybody everything else happening is because they feel like they're not being heard. Yeah, and it just yeah, exasperates the issue. Yep, I I agree a hundred percent with that. So yeah, so, hopefully yeah, it gets man. better. I hope so too. And you know what, like the the NFL, like you know what, I hope they show the national anthem again. I hope they do. Yeah. And I hope they show the players' reaction. Like, people have freedom of speech. That's all there is to it. Right. And you have the freedom to live in this country. You were born here, this is your country. So, live in it how you want to live in it. My my only thing I would like to emphasize is just be respectful of everybody. Yeah, exactly. You know, have your beliefs. Have, have your... Mm-hmm have your way of thinking like I, I don't even I try and find the right way to say this but like if, if you want to be a racist scumbag do it somewhere where you're not hurting anybody sit in your friggin' house and do it okay like sit in your house yep. and and think racist thoughts don't come out and hurt anybody or judge anybody because we can't we can't stop people from having flawed ways of thinking we can't educate everybody but we we at least ask that they don't harm anybody and, and don't do anything to oppress anyone. But then, then again, those kind of thoughts are oppression in its own. So it's, it's just such a tough situation because you want everyone to have freedom of speech and you want everyone to live the way they want. And at the same time, there are just things that we have a hard time stomaching. So, and, and that's me, any, any kind of hate whatsoever. I can't deal with it. I, I can't handle it. So I can't either. Oh, it drives me nuts. It's it's just hate really tough. yeah hate and bullying well, and it's it's hard to watch it's hard to stand by and and there is no supporting it so some people just take the freedom thing a little too far I just wish we had oh, an yeah. island give us an island that we can put everyone that has hate in their heart on and they can all be happy and hateful together and the rest of us can live here that's right what, 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 if you have hate in your heart let it out yeah let it out brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's what. Just do it on your own damn island. It's probably a good thing Chappelle show is not still on during these times. <laughs> uh, maybe it'd be better if it was. Maybe, maybe it would. Maybe it would. Well, Rob, yeah. I appreciate you calling in. I am going to end this thing shortly. I'm going to give one or two other people an opportunity to call in, and then I'm going to wrap it up, put it to tape, and, and throw it out there as an episode of the Back Row Show. Even though it's highly unpolished, highly random, and. uh probably lowly downloaded okay so let's, let's get back to fantasy real quick okay just real quick all right brian edwards is the number one receiver in vegas eventually nope this year i say eventually i say i say eventually uh oh my god all right i see i think listen he's my favorite wide receiver on that team if there's one that i want to own at the price it's brian edwards because I do believe he's going to be the guy at some point. I do believe he's going to be the most consistent fantasy option. 
because I think Ruggs is just going to be more of a, I don't know. I just don't see the volume there. I I think he'll be a great player. I just don't see the volume. So I don't think Derek Carr is the right quarterback for Henry Ruggs. No, no. But, uh, but I'm, I'm with you that I, I just don't think it's immediate. Maybe a back half of the season, back half of the season, number one. Yeah, sure. But I don't think as a rookie stepping right in, I don't think he's going to be their Terry McLaurin right away. So I Terry like McLaurin him. Terry McLaurin didn't have a choice, though. He was in Washington. That's he what I that's, in Washington. That's what I mean, though. I'm just saying he's not going to step in as a rookie and, and be the, the guy bar none, in my opinion. For that matter, I don't think Henry, yeah. Henry Ruggs is either. I do think it's a combination of Renfro and Tyrell Williams, I think they're all going to kind of split it amongst the four of them. And then halfway through the season, someone's going to clearly be a cut above the rest. Yeah, I think it's going to turn into the Brian Edwards and Darren Waller show. So week one, are you starting Brian Edwards in fantasy? Oh, man. There you go. That preseason looks like. Put your money where your mouth is. You starting Brian Edwards week one. Uh, It depends on preseason. Hmm. Number one on the Raiders. I would think you could start them. Oh, man. Do I have Brian Edwards in our little uh, redraft thing? Not sure. I need to. I'm actually. I want to check. I'm I'm on Yahoo as we speak trying to sign in so I can get that crap set up. Man, just make a new one. (sighs) As if I didn't have enough accounts. Right. So. Yeah, man. Uh, it depends. If I don't have Brian Edwards, I'll check my team here. And uh, if I don't have Brian Edwards, I will make an effort to acquire him. And just for you, I will start him week one. Yes, I hope you play me. Uh, all right. Yeah, I hope I play you too. That would be perfect. <laughs> all right, Rob, <laughs> I'm going to wrap this thing up. Thanks for calling in. And good news, I just signed into Yahoo, so I, I'll be able to get this thing set up soon. Woo-woo. Back row network. Yeah. Have this. Yeah. All right. <laughs> See you, Rob. Thanks for calling in, man. All right. Yeah, All right. man. Take care. All right. Bye. All right. So if anyone else has anything to add, I will give you a few minutes to call in. It may even be a few minutes of silence, but you've got time if you want to call in and talk about current events or fantasy football or football. Or God forbid wrestling. God forbid. If you if that's what you want to talk about, you go ahead and call in. I'll give it a couple minutes. I'm setting up a league for uh, some of the podcasters on the Back Row Fantasy Network. And I'll also finish that thought. Uh, the Back Row Fantasy Network, we're currently 12-13 teams in. I say 12-13 because one of them recently became open. A guy was just too busy to continue. So... If you have a favorite team you would like to podcast about, by all means, hit me up at BarkBackRow on Twitter, and we can get your podcast set up for you, assuming you send me in a decent submission clip. I obviously can't just go you're in without ever hearing what you're like on a microphone, but if you want to talk about your team on a podcast, this is a good chance. Go check out the Back Row Fantasy Show and the Back Row Fantasy Network, and a little cheap plug for the Back Row Talk Show. I just released an episode of that podcast yesterday. It's much more uh, events in the world connected than, than this show. So go check that out, and 
you may enjoy that one. It might give you a laugh while also talking some serious stuff. But that's it. No, no more call-ins. Going to count it down from 2019. It, I seem to always get one at the buzzer when I do this. 17, 16, 15, 14, 13, 12, 11, 10, 9, 8, 7. Somebody's waiting to hit the button. 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. That's it. No more call-ins. Thank you guys for the ones that did call in. Thanks for talking a little bit of football and current events with me today. Look forward to a full actual episode of the Back Row Fantasy Show next Friday night with a new sponsor bringing you the show. And until then, stay safe, be peaceful, love each other. Black lives 1,000% matter, and until they do, none do. So don't take that the wrong way. I just Let's focus on what's at hand. And what's at hand is equality, togetherness, love, and moving on out of this tragic history that we've had for going on 70 years. Let's make things better together. Thank you for listening. See you guys next time. This concludes another episode of the Back Row Fantasy Show. Thanks for listening, and be sure to give us a review. 